This podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow, located in beautiful Kent countryside. New homes available. Search Serenity Parks. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. Hope you're okay. It's Friday, March the 19th. Now, we all know how badly the high streets have been hit by the pandemic, but now it's feared two former department stores in Canterbury could be left empty for years because of water pollution in lakes several miles away. The environmental problem at Stodmarsh Nature Reserve is affecting a number of housing developments from going ahead in the east of the county. And you might have heard us mention it on the podcast before. But it's now emerged it's also delayed plans to convert the old Nasons and Debenhams in the city centre. If you've ever been into Canterbury, I'm sure you would have noticed there are two very large buildings right in the middle of the city. Well, Lisa Carlson is the chief exec of the Canterbury Business Improvement District. And she's been speaking about this problem to Jamie. On big sites, there are often reasons for for delays. We've known for some time, though, uh, about the concern regarding the Stodmarsh Nature Reserve, uh, and that impacts a number of developments across Canterbury and Kent, and that's related to pollution going into the Stodmarsh Nature Reserve uh, around housing developments. And because both the Denbenhams and Nason sites have a housing element to them, that they're impacted by that. And it's absolutely right that we need to find a solution. And it's right that the architects are concerned. It's right that, you know, the leader of our own council is concerned. Planning departments across Kent are working on this with Natural England. And it is right to be concerned. And we do need a solution to this. Uh, we, we need the right solution and we really hope that will come sooner rather than later so that these developments can go ahead. What I would say, though, is, um, you know, it was a surprise to all of us that last year there were 22 new businesses that opened in Canterbury between March and December. And that's during a, a crisis and during a pandemic. And we've had a couple of businesses open even during lockdown. Uh, so there's strong interest in Canterbury. We're, we're, we've, we're starting a new vinyling project on windows and struggling to find units because they're all under offer. So on the one hand, we have strong interest in the city. We have a lot of reasons to be hopeful. On the other hand, we do need a solution to the Stodmarsh Nature Reserve. And have there been any suggested solutions so far at all? I understand that that's something that planning departments, Natural England, even national government is discussing at the moment. I do hope that there might be some funding for the solution. I I know it's complicated, uh, but I know that there are a lot of people working on it. You know, it's been a difficult year for the high street. You say their interest is high for Canterbury City Centre completely. So do you think that the the delayed developments of of those sites are going to cause any issues in Canterbury? Or do you think things should tick along nicely until, I believe they said 2023 is the earliest that, that they could be developed? Well, when when we're going through such an uncertain time and we've been through such a difficult year, everybody, businesses, our local community, everyone, we want to see some signs of hope. And I still think we're, we're on a journey. It's going to be a challenge for the business community to come out of this. The split reopening of retail isn't ideal. But what we do have a lot of reasons for hope. Canterbury City Centre's business community is strong. There's still strong interest in the city. We do know that a number of vacant units are under offer, and that's incredibly encouraging. I do want to see some movement on large sites. And there's also a sense for all of us of public perception. 
um, a little bit like, for example, the, the Hampton by Hilton Hotel on St. Margaret Street that's about to reopen. That took a number of years. And it's not until you see the work actually going on that you feel like you can breathe a sigh of relief and you know it's moving forward. But of course, prior to that, there's a lot of work that happens behind the scenes. So I do understand the public perception that we need to see something happening, but there is work going on behind the scenes and we need to keep pushing that forward. Just a bit more on this end. The concerns were raised by Natural England last year. They say that Stodmarsh lakes are being contaminated by wastewater discharge from existing housing developments filtering into the River Stour catchment area. It's feared that will affect the wildlife there, which is incredibly important. We will, of course, keep you updated on any developments with this story. Kent Online News. McDonald's says is expanding an investigation into claims of COVID rule breaking, including in Kent. It's after further allegations that food sales competitions between UK restaurants is impacting health and safety. Workers across England, including at a branch in Strood, have reported concerns about how the business has dealt with the most recent wave of coronavirus. It's understood time pressures mean staff temperature checks aren't always being done and they're not on top of hand washing. We've also heard today that the government's looking at introducing COVID certificates so they can get large events like the Euros and festivals back on this summer. The Culture Secretary says they're trialling a document which will show if you've had a jab or a negative test. Oliver Dowden says it's one of the measures they'll use to get mass gatherings up and running if all goes well with the test runs. For example, we're going to pilot at the FA Cup final. We're going to pilot at the Crucible Uh, We're looking at how we can ensure in indoor and outdoor settings how we can get as many people back as we possibly can and get back to the things we we really love as a nation. So what do you think then? Well, we've been asking you on social media to have a say today. Steve M says on Twitter, the issue will be the ones turning up without certificates demanding their rights, in inverted commas. Security that doesn't care and unscrupulous promoters won't turn them away and all the good work and effort goes to waste. Ian Hawkins on Facebook thinks it's a good idea and adds that anything that helps to get back to some sort of normal. However, Mark Slater also on Facebook says no with a thumbs down emoji. He says, do we need certificates to show we've had flu jabs or other inoculations? This COVID craziness is so over the top now. Well, you can still have your say by commenting on the question. The Kent Online Podcast with Serenity Parks. A mother from Strood has lost her latest bid to keep her brain-damaged five-year-old daughter on life support. Paula Parfit wants to take Pippa home and continue treatment there. But doctors treating the little girl who's in a vegetative state at Evelina Children's Hospital in London think her life support should now end. Three judges at the Court of Appeal have ruled against the 41-year-old mum. A 15- and 17-year-old from Kent have been arrested after two teenage girls were found in a van. Officers had been searching for the Silver Peugeot over the weekend after reports the suspects were approaching dog walkers. It was stopped near Coventry. Police say the 17-year-old boy who'd been driving the vehicle said he'd been kidnapped, not the girls, although they had been reported missing. Another teenager was also detained in Warwickshire. Just one of the nine people convicted so far this month of assaulting emergency workers have been sent to prison. 
Police officers and PCSOs were attacked in all of the cases. It's previously been revealed the number of assaults on emergency workers in the county rose by 43% between March and October last year. We've got details of those who have been convicted at Kent Online. Kent Online reports. A £180 million plan to regenerate the former Aylesford newsprint site has been approved. Developers have been given permission to use the 90-acre brownfield site for industrial logistics distribution and manufacturing. The proposals include two warehouses and improving transport links in the area. It's set to create 3,000 jobs. A new train service could provide a direct link between Sheerness and London. Currently, commuters have to first change at Sittingbourne, but the county council Council has now proposed an hourly service straight to the capital as part of its new rail strategy. Dog owners in a part of Kent say they're scared to walk their pets alone because of dog napping fears. Police are investigating several reports of thieves trying to take animals, particularly in rural parts of Canterbury. Between October 2019 and September last year, more than 120 dogs were stolen in Kent, but not a single person was charged. Now at Kent Online and on our socials today, you can see the staggering moment a lorry driver travelled down the M20 near Folkestone in the wrong direction. Thomas Mister, who hasn't got a permanent address in the UK, also admitted he was speaking on his phone when it happened in October last year. The Polish national has been given a 10-month jail sentence and faces a three-year driving ban. And the managers of a Kent wedding venue have been telling the Kent Online podcast how, like many other businesses, they've had to adapt during the pandemic. Teepees have been set up at the gardens in Yielding as an outdoor restaurant, which will be able to open sooner than ceremonies can restart. Emma Clark says it was vital they started getting money back in again. We haven't been able to run weddings uh, from the venue since March uh, 2020. Um, So we wanted to obviously open the venue's doors back up in a COVID secure way, but also we really wanted to um, keep our amazing staff and chefs employed and working. Um, We wanted to support our local wedding suppliers who we have um, relied on massively for this process. We've we've had all the styling by local wedding styling company, High Love. Um, We've had the photography by a wedding photographer, Fleur Chalice. Um, And we also wanted to, obviously, as a business in Kent, to support the local food and drink um, producers that are in the area. So all of our food is locally sourced from um, various uh, local producers and it's all seasonal as well. It's normally a wedding red venue. It's it's absolutely stunning. Um, So we've got 12 acres and the 12 acres of gardens are split up into 16 individual gardens. Um, And each individual garden showcases planting styles from different ages. We've got medieval and Victorian. Um, And that's where our restaurant is is based. So Teepee's restaurant is based out of teepees, as the name suggests. So we have some uh, beautiful teepees that are in the gardens. And to make sure it's really COVID safe in in April when we open, we'll be opening the sides um, of the teepees And what that means for uh, people that come to dine with us is that they'll get beautiful views of our gardens. 
Obviously, the roadmap was a huge relief and um, gave a lot of confidence to all of our brides and grooms, um, which was great because we, we, we believe that weddings can operate from um, June, the end of June, so that's great. Um, however, there has been some news today which actually um, implies that weddings can't um, function with um, 15 guests, as was originally thought, um, until the 17th of May in most wedding venues, unless you're like a church or a public um, building. So that's been a bit of a blow for the wedding industry today um, mm. but in terms of our wedding venue the gardens we've just been keeping so positive throughout this time our couples have been absolutely amazing um, we've obviously launched the restaurant and that's been a hugely positive experience because it means that our couples um, not only our older uh, past couples but also the couples who've been so patient throughout this time they can come and enjoy the grounds and enjoy the food um, while they patiently wait for, for their wedding days so um, we've been feeling really positive but it has been a really difficult time for for our venue for our suppliers it's been massively difficult for the industry as part of the prime minister's roadmap out of lockdown it's hoped venues like pubs and restaurants with outdoor dining can reopen from april the 12th kent online sports first up cricket because there are less than three weeks to go until the start of the new season and kent's head coach reckons his squad is the most competitive it's been for years matt walker says it's going to be an exciting year after seeing all of his players improve during winter training we've got a very competitive squad this year really competitive probably the most competitive I can remember for a very long time at the club with that brings brings um you know some some challenging in, in managing that with everybody wanting to play everyone feeling feeling they should be playing everyone knowing they they can can do it um we got to obviously each game pick, pick 11 players um and I think everyone understands that and feels feels that the competition in all places is, is right there but that's what we've been working hard to, to get to for a few years now, to, to formulate a squad that um, does challenge each other, does put pressure on, on positions. Uh, with that comes hunger and desire and, and hopefully a bit more upward pressure uh, to get the best out of players. And yeah, I think that's what every club wants to have. Um, the young players, the you know, the, the, the older players, I don't think it really matters who, who you are. There's there's great competition in all areas. So that's that's exciting. But yeah, I think the young players are, as you expect, extremely hungry to, to have more of it. Um, you, when you've had a taste, you want more. Of course you do. And they've all worked very hard over the winter and you've seen some great development in, in all of them. And it's going to be interesting. You know, I think this is this is exciting year for everybody, no matter who you are. Uh, you, you, you want to be part of this club and you, you want to play and there'll be some disappointed people from time to time. Of course there will. But I think everyone understands the big picture of trying to be successful and trying to win, win a few things. Uh, you need a squad to be able to do that. You need people to be fighting hard for the position to to, to keep that com competition and, and hunger across the board. So it's it's great. Um, and when you look down the list, uh, it's it's great to see all those names and knowing that whoever you play, whenever you play, will, will come in and do a really good job. Kent get their county championship season underway with a trip to Northamptonshire on April the 8th. Football and the Gillingham boss has admitted feeling pretty nervous with 10 games left to go as they try to reach the League One playoffs. The Jills are currently two points off sixth following a 3-0 win away at Lincoln City midweek. Their promotion push will come under fire once more when they welcome fifth place Doncaster Rovers to Priestfield tomorrow. Steve Evans knows it's a big test after after they were beaten in the reverse fixture. I think the, the game is an absolute football lesson, early in the season, football lesson. It's largely the same group. 
a different manager, but they'll play with the same style, same swagger. It's going to be a stern challenge. They've got a top-class squad. For sure, they'll be in the top six. Can they get into that top two? I think maybe recent results, a couple of weeks, maybe I've shaded that away from them. But the odds on favourites for me to, to be in the playoffs. I'm not fearful of the next 10 games. I'm apprehensive. Uh, I'm nervous. And I'm apprehensive and nervous that we have the same energy levels that we've had in the last four or five games. And the boys are incredibly fit, incredibly fit. So we can have the energy levels if the boys individually and collectively want to get them out of lockers. I've been in and around the town this morning and um, you would have thought we got promoted with the amount of people that's actually stopped, physically stopped me. Obviously, respecting distance, I'm talking about going for fuel and I'm talking about going to the supermarket and people can almost dream. And, and, and I say to supporters, our job is, is football staff and football players is to allow our supporters to dream, but for us to stay focused, get on the training ground and and got on the match day pitch and walk incredibly hard. Well, kick-off tomorrow is at three. Don't forget, you can hear reaction from the game on our sister radio station, KMFM, on Sunday morning. During the match, you can follow Kent Online Jills on Twitter for all the updates as they happen. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the IM News app, which will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. Just head to subsaver.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow, located in beautiful Kent countryside. New homes available. Search Serenity Parks.